Welcome, welcome everyone to The Enthusiast Life, brought to you by GamerGoo. My name is Mark Turcotte. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, my friends, it is Monday, February 15th, 2021. Hopefully you had a good Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day being yesterday. I know here we didn't do much at all. Uh, the weather here in Carolina was completely terrible. Uh, it's been cold and just raining for days, so we uh, actually just went out and got some ice cream. That was kind of the little sweets that we did. I uh, did give my wife some flowers, of course. Got to do the uh, you know the husbandly thing, of course. Got to get some flowers. And uh, I just hung out and uh, watched some movies. We watched both uh, Infinity War and Endgame, which, I, could, I mean, God, I could watch those almost every single day. And I uh, picked up a new board game, actually, over the weekend. I, I shot over to Barnes & Nobles and uh, picked up Marvel Champion. So I'm going to talk about that here in a little bit, as well as some other great stories I'll be talking about here. But uh, as always, a little bit of housekeeping. Don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at Marturka, M-E-R-K-T-U-R-C. And of course, you can always email the show at theenthuselife at gmail.com. So let's jump into Marvel Champions, the card game. Uh, this came out actually last 2019, I believe it was, kind of um, summer of 2019. And um, this game uh, it kind of piqued my interest from uh, one of our Discord members, Lagnus, who you guys probably know Lagnus usually sends in questions uh, for the Patreon episode. And um, it's it's essentially what they dub as a living card game. So the way the game works, it is a cooperative one to four player card game. And you essentially take the role of a Marvel hero. And in these hero decks, they are customizable. So there are cards you can kind of put in and put out. <clears throat> but there are like set cards that are also in there for the hero themselves. But each hero, of course, has their own abilities that you're able to use um, with the cards. Now, you're also battling a villain... And uh, you know, I'm just going to bring up kind of the first scenario you have. So um, you're fighting Rhino. And essentially, Rhino, he has two stages. And those two stages of him, he has uh, basically two health pools. So you, you get rid of one health pool. He moves on to a second health pool. And then as well as just having to defeat the villain, they also have a scheme that is happening. And, you know, that scheme could be, I think, in the Rhino case, it's a break-in. He's breaking into, like, a shield facility. So... As you're pulling up your cards in your hand, the idea is to attack the villain or to take off threat from the scheme because every round, this, the like the break-in scheme has a, a seven is the total scheme. And every round you're adding to that scheme. And if it gets to seven, the villain wins. Or, of course, if the if the villain defeats you and, and takes your health down, you the villain also wins. So your goal is to stop them from doing their scheme and then, of course, to defeat the villain. Now, the cool thing is, is because it is a card game, every time you play it, it's different because you're pulling different, you know, uh, cards out of your hand. Now, along the way, within the villain's deck, you may pull some other side schemes. So you have to manage these side schemes and you're managing the villain scheme. They're also pulling minions. So you're having to take out the minions as well because the minions will attack you or some of them may even add to the, the some threat to the scheme. Plus, then on top of that, you have your own minions you're pulling. You have your own skills. Um, you have the ability to turn the hero from both their uh, alter ego mode, which would be, you know, if you're playing Peter Parker, if you flip it over, you got Spider-Man. And each of those, depending on what phase you're in, they can, you know, either uh, do more damage or recover some health points or, you know, sometimes they just they have different abilities on the cards. Now, the cool thing and why they call this a living card game is because they've gone through and they've added different expansions and even some of those expansions are big ones like the big box you get kind of like the core set or there's even um, smaller ones so there's like these scenario packs I call them there's uh, one for the green goblin that adds the green goblin villain as well as some other villain cards kind of put into that encounter deck 
or there's one for the Wrecking Crew, which is cool. Um, they have bigger expansions coming out. There's a or there's a Red Skull one that's already out. There's a Guardians of the Galaxy bigger set that's coming out. But then the other cool thing is they've been adding new heroes all along. So I actually picked up uh, the Captain America set. They had it at the Barnes and Nobles, and you know originally I wasn't gonna get an extra hero set, but I just said ah. I just, I want to get in, right? I, I want to, uh, Captain America's, you know, up there is my favorite hero. I'm just going to grab it. Um, and he plays totally different than Spider-Man. All the heroes play totally different. Now, the other neat thing is, you know, with these hero packs and even the ones in the core set, you can customize them. So if you're going to play Peter Parker, I think, and I think it's each hero has their 15 base cards. And then there's also then these different aspects. So there's one that's like protection, one that's justice, justice. And each of those has, I believe it's 10 cards in it as well. So that puts you up to 25. And then you can add in basic cards up to, I think that your deck always needs to be 40 to 50 cards. So you can just have 40 in there if you want. But the problem is when you play the game, if you actually run out of cards to draw, uh, the villain gets another encounter. You do get to shuffle, you don't lose, but you're basically strengthening the villain so you want to make sure you do have enough cards in there to kind of defeat them in time um you know before they're able to have another encounter card uh but some of the packs they have i mean there's captain america there's thor there's doctor strange there's hulk uh, a quicksilver pack just came out um there's a, a scarlet witch coming out um it, it's just it's this really really neat game and, and you know when you start looking online and seeing what people are doing they're sharing their decks sharing strategies sharing like um, you know, uh, good teams to pull together. So, you know, throw in a Spider-Man or throw in like an Iron Man and a Captain America against an Ultron because Ultron's one of the villains that's in the core set. Um, it's just really neat. And I will say, I personally have never played a tabletop game, be it a board game, card game, whatever, solo. I just never have. And in our Discord, Lagnus is constantly saying like, hey, there's these games you can play. They make them for solo. I mean, even Gloomhaven, Jaws of the Lion, the game I picked up, talked about months ago um trying to play with my daughter you can play that solo i haven't and with this game i played what five games this weekend no four i'm sorry four games this weekend i did two games as a spider-man and then i did two cap captain america games because i'm you know i'm still kind of getting through the rules i watched some some let's plays and that so i pretty much got it down now but i wanted to make sure i knew how to play it before i kind of introduced it um to the family and uh i gotta say I had a blast just playing by myself, like playing this board game, this card game by myself. Um, I had so much fun because you're not really competing against anyone. You know, it is just a cooperative game at its core. So playing by yourself, you're regardless whether you're playing by yourself or you're playing with other people, you're you're playing against the villain deck, you know? So, and that villain deck is going to come out however it does. And the rules are pretty much set. So it's not like you can sit there. I mean, of course I could say, oh, he didn't pull that card and put it aside. No, you're not going to do that. I mean, that's not, that's not the fun of it. You know, the fun of it is the unknown, the randomness of the card game throwing these things at you. So I got to say, guys, I am totally in on this game. Like it is a lot of fun. I've already been thinking about, it. I mean, yesterday I was going through looking at all the, uh, you know, different accessories you can buy for, you know, I mean, they, I think they do make some official ones, but I'm thinking like, do I want to get a, a nice play mat? Do I want to get some card sleeves to put these in? Because, you know, it, it's not like a Magic the Gathering or Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh! where it's a collectible card game. I mean, in the end, you are collecting these these hero packs, but you know what you're getting, you know? It's not like a randomized, like, booster pack that you're like, I don't know what I'm getting in this pack. You know what you're getting out of these, and that's kind of what's cool as well, is it's like, you know, you think about... Um, to me, this is kind of on the level of 
I, I mean, I guess I'm not going to say Hearthstone, but I'm going to say even just a straight up MOBA, you know, where it's like when you play a MOBA, you know, the your hero's kit and you know the items in the item shop you can buy and you know how to build those characters. And this game, you can make that villain deck significantly harder like they have you know like i've been playing rhino he's pretty simple i mean i had a couple times i was up against the ropes i mean i actually defeated him uh the the four times i fought him i mean because captain america number one is just like he's a little bit overpowered to fight rhino i mean he just wrecks his face um but you can make it harder you can add in like a third phase to rhino which then makes him even more difficult or when it comes to like ultron they even put other little scenarios that they kind of throw in to make things more difficult they even have every character has their own nemesis so you put a card into that encounter deck so when you pull out that nemesis card then in comes a nemesis as well i've yet to pull that in one of my games i've been kind of dreading especially in the captain america one because baron zemo is his villain so if i happen to pull that in my villain deck, then Baron Zemo also would get added to whoever the villain is. Um, today, I'm going to be taking on Claw, so I think I'm going to try to uh, take him down today. Uh, the heroes that come in the base deck, too, they give you uh, Iron Man, Spider-Man, Captain Marvel, uh, Black Panther, and She-Hulk. So uh, I do want to try Iron Man as well, because his, his kit looks like it's all built around like adding upgrades to your suit. You kind of start out kind of basic. And they're trying to throw some of that in. You know, Captain America, you're throwing down his shield. So you have the shield. And, and you know, one of his abilities is when you attack, you kind of exhaust the card. So you can't, uh, uh, well, I guess attack you do on exhaust. But if you defend, you're exhausted. And your character can't attack on your next turn. With Captain America, one of his abilities is I can do this all day. You kind of throw a card down. You're able to basically ready him again to attack again. His shield, you can toss the shield and discard a bunch of cards and do as much damage and then it pops back up into your hand which i think is kind of cool where usually you know it would be down on the table because you would have already played it when you toss the shield it's like you you hit all the all the enemies and then it pops back up into your hand so it's as if the shield comes back to you um it's it's just really neat and i'm really interested to see all the different heroes are going to come out with i think they're doing a hero about once a month it's kind of their plan. And now I've just been sitting here thinking in my head, like, I, I need all these heroes. Like, I need to buy them. And on top of that, it's card game, man. So the cards, all the art on the cards are great. It's cool, guys. I, I got to recommend it to you. I really do. And, and you know, I would, like I said, I would urge you with this game that you can play it solo. Like, it is really, really cool to play this game solo. I mean, the other cool thing is, really, if you know someone who has this game, like, you know, I was thinking, like, my brother-in-law... When, you know, I, I would love to play this with him. I know he would absolutely love it. Um, I mean, he obviously can play with the decks I have, but if he ever wants to get into it, he doesn't really need to buy the core game unless he's going to play solo. He could just go out and buy the Doctor Strange deck for 15 bucks. I mean, that, those decks are cheap. And then there's his hero, you know? And I've even already been looking at my local uh, hobby shop, like our, our local game store is what it's, it's literally the name of the store, your local game store, um, to see if they do Marvel Champions, Knights, or something like that. Because, you know, once this pandemic's over, I would love to get together with people to play this um, and try some of those harder villains and, and you know, build a customized deck. And um, so I'm going to reach out to them probably when things kind of cool down because I don't know if they do that and say like, hey, on Thursday nights, can we have a Marvel Champions night there or something? Uh, I think that'd be pretty neat, but enough about Marvel Champions. If anything, go check it out. Go watch like a Let's Play. I mean, that's what I think uh, I'd urge you to do because I think you would think it's uh, pretty neat. And even watch somebody play solo too if you want. I mean, that's pretty much what I did. I watched two or three games of people just playing solo and was like, man, I could do that. That looks awesome. And uh, of course, I did. Uh, let's switch over to some movie news. Yesterday, we did finally get the first trailer for Zack Snyder's Justice League. That's right. The long fabled the long road to get to this point we are getting it now 
I will say I was unaware that this was going to be in 4 by 4.3 aspect ratio. I don't know if everybody knew that. Um, You know, I saw a lot of people kind of surprised by that. But I think part of that is because that's often how they film these films. And then they, you know, cut them down to make them widescreen. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. But I'm pretty sure that's how this all works in the movie industry. Um, You know, most directors, I think, kind of center their shots to make sure that when they do trim it, that it looks good. Um, But I think the reason they're doing this is, you know... They don't want you to miss anything. This is literally Zack Snyder's image to the point where we didn't even crop the film. This is straight up. When we shot it, this is what you're getting. Uh, it's coming out, of course, March 18th. And, um, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, I haven't seen the movie enough. I mean, like I said, when it's on TV a lot of times, I'll pop it on. Um, but I don't. I haven't really seen it enough to know really what is new and what isn't. You know, there's a couple scenes, of course, that I knew wasn't. Of course, the Jared Leto, you know, the Joker being in there. Um, there's a couple other bits that I kind of noticed, like, oh, that that that's different. Um, but uh, you know, then there was a lot of the older shots in there as well. So this is a weird one. Like, it's almost like like with the Lord of the Rings, the extended editions. It's that. You know, but I guess if you've seen this movie enough, you're going to notice the big differences. Um, I just, I'm interested to see for someone like me, who's a casual fan of the movie who, you know, yeah, I dug it. It was cool. You know, it's, it's not like it's my favorite movie. It's not like I've watched it a bazillion times. It's just, it's a cool movie that when it's on TV, um, it's got some cool scene, action scenes and things in it. You know, it's Superman. It's, it's just cool to watch that. Um, I'm interested how much this is really going to hit. With someone like me, or you know, I'm sure if you were somebody who never saw the original, this is going to be great. You know, I, I really do. I think it's. I think you know, he's going to be able to turn it around to that. Um, but you know, for for fans of DC fans who were you know watching this movie, um, the lead up to it, and were let down by it, and maybe watch it a couple times to see if it gets better. You know, um, they're going to notice the differences, and I I really wonder is it really going to make it that much better? You know, it's like, this is like one of those situations where I guess we'll find out, you know, if, if it's, it's, it's like a remaster of a video game. Like, are they going <laughs> to remastering this? Like, what was it? Uh, Resident Evil 2, you know, came out and everybody loved Resident Evil 2. Are they going to be, is Zack Snyder going to be able to do this to the Justice League? Is he going to be able to make it nearly game of the year? So is he going to make it nearly movie of the year uh, with, with this? I don't know. We'll see. Um, but either way, I think it's cool. I think they're, you know, kind of giving the internet what it wants. And um, I think this is a great time to put out. And the fact that it's coming to HBO Max, uh, I think is awesome. So I'll be on the lookout for that. We also got news last week, which uh, I didn't talk about this course because we had a Wanda Friday, uh, is Jack Black has been cast as Claptrap in the Borderlands movie. Man, I just, we keep talking about this Borderlands movie. Like we've suddenly been getting all this uh, information drops. Um... But I got to be honest, like this as at first the excitement, I even think I posted in the discord like, like, wow, this is great, Jack Black. But then I kind of thought about it. and I'm like, why? Like, really, any of the characters, you know, um, they could cast as anyone. Right. But Claptrap, I think, is such an iconic, iconic character. And the fact that he in the game and, and yes, I know they're all video game characters, but they're he's not. A character in terms of like a human you know you could cast literally anyone uh to play that role or play any of the other roles but in this case it's like claptrap's voice is something that borderlands players know and love and if they're going to make jack black kind of sound like claptrap why not just get the right cl- the real claptrap is kind of my point like they're gonna put some special effects on jack black's voice i assume um I don't know, but but if they go with just Jack Black's voice and it's 
that clap, you know, it's Jack Black as Claptrap, but that it really wouldn't be if it's just Jack Black saying lines that Claptrap would say. It's just going to be weird. And and but then in the say in the grand scheme of things, how big of a role is Claptrap going to have? Like, be, let's be honest. In the in the games, you always see him in the beginning. You always kind of see him throughout in little bits, whether on a on a hollow thing or sometimes you go back and encounter him like at your base. But is Claptrap going to be the Rocket or Groot of this movie and be with you all the time? Or with, with our heroes all the time? I don't know. Um, we'll see. But hey, this movie, I, I said it in the on here, I've said it in the Discord, like this is just going to be a weird movie, I think. It's going to be very strange. Very strange. But hey, they're getting a, an all-star cast, so we'll see. Uh, switching over to video game news here for a little bit. Uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. We finally have a release date. The game is coming on June 11th. That's right, the game is finally coming out uh, to the PlayStation 5. If you remember, this was kind of originally touted as being in the launch window. I guess June 11th is in the launch window. Seems a little far off to me. Uh, but uh, I can't wait for that game. That's one of the big games uh, I think that sold many folks on the uh, prospect of next-gen with the PlayStation 5. And even the you know Series X, when you see that game in motion... Um, it's incredible. It looks like a Pixar movie come to life. Uh, one of the cool things too, is it is going to have a photo mode, uh, built into the game. So there's going to be some awesome photos. I mean, you know, those photos are going to just look, look like, uh, Ratchet and Clank movie posters, which is just wild. Um, but yeah, that game, uh, it's going to be pretty awesome. I can't wait, cannot wait to play that game. And one final piece of video game news today, uh, Ubisoft Massive. I had originally planned for the title update 12 for the division two to be the final update for the game. But now they've gone on Reddit and say that due to your continuous passion and support, we have decided uh, to continue putting out more content. So here's what they said. They said, today we are thrilled to confirm that there will be additional content for The Division 2 released later this year. It is your continuous passion and support, which enables us to continue to build upon The Division 2 experience. And we cannot thank you enough for that. Now, uh, The Division 2 on consoles has just recently gotten its next-gen upgrade, so players can now play up to, you know, 60 frames per second, get all that, the bells and whistles there. Um, That's actually how I originally played the game on PC, because I I purchased that game on PC, and um, it it is incredible in 60 FPS. I mean, that was really the game that, uh, I mean, Destiny 2, definitely, you know, I was running that in 60 on, on PC, but I didn't get that till kind of after I was into a PC gamer. I actually originally got Destiny 2 on PlayStation 4. Um, but the Division was the one that, or the Division 2 is really the game where I was like, I really only want to play games in 60 FPS. Sure, there are some instances where, you know, you can play games in 30 FPS because it kind of makes them cinematic, like a Final Fantasy 7 remake or uh, even Last of Us 2, uh, Part 2. Um, but when it comes to shooters and competitive games and that, like, the Division 2 um, really kind of opened my eyes to what 60 FPS can do because it just looks incredible. Uh, if you own that game on a console or on one of the newer consoles, the Series X or the PS5, go play it. Go check it out if you haven't played it in a while because it looks awesome. I've never played the Warlords of New York expansion either. And, and when they just dropped it on the consoles, I actually went out and kind of looked at uh, the prices because I thought about that. Like, you know what? I never played through that content. I'm, I'm be interested in maybe dipping over there on the console. Um, but, um, you know, it... Uh, I think, I think that's probably part of the reason as well. They probably saw a whole influx of new players coming in, maybe buying the game on the new consoles and just getting the hype for how good that game looks and getting people back into the game. So they probably said, hey, man, if we put some more content out, I think we can we can make a little bit more money off it. So it totally makes sense um, that they did that. Um, 
uh, you know, so hey, the the future's a little bright for the division too, right? We got more content coming now. Of course, you know, Ubisoft Massive we know is working on that uh, open world Star Wars game, so uh, I'm sure there it's going to be a small team on whatever this update is. Who knows what that update is going to be? I don't foresee it being anything big like Warlords of New York. It's probably going to be some smaller content, but hey, any content is is uh, you know more content. I guess is the right way to say that's what these live service games need. Uh, to kind of keep the player base there. So, all right, guys, well, let's wrap it up there today. As always, big thank you here for tuning into the show. Big thanks to Gamergoo for supporting the show. As always, uh, I want to thank them. Of course, Gamergoo is that antiperspirant for your hands. If you're tired of sweaty hands during those games that you're playing, uh, head on over to Gamergoo.com. You can check out all the different scents, get all the information you need over there. Check out the orange, the peppermint, the teakwood, the cherry blossom, the new beach breeze. And if you're interested in purchasing some, be sure to use my promo code TEL, T-E-L, and save yourself 10% off your order today. Again, that's GamerGoo.com. Use my code TEL, T-E-L, and save yourself 10% off your order today. Well, everybody, thank you here as always for tuning in. And until tomorrow, we'll catch you next time.